Welcome to Real Everyday People, an Eladio Nino podcast. You either die the hero or see yourself become the villain. See too many dark nights and light the way you're living. They got me living. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? This is the El Nino podcast. I'm Eladio Nino, and this is Real Everyday People. And this is definitely season two. So I want to thank everybody who supported, who you uh, shared, you know, and, uh, you know, I I just really appreciate it. You know, we're on season two. Uh, Things are really looking good. We're making new connections, meeting new people. Thank you to everybody in Chicago and to New York. You know, and in Florida and everybody else who supports, you know, Live in the Mix Mondays and and stays tuned and, and shares, you know, the El Nino podcast. And, uh, you know, we got some good brothers here today, man, to tell their stories, man. I got my brother, uh, B.A., man, Brandon Avery and his brother What's Blake man? with us today. You know that, man. Yeah. What's the deal? Yeah, these some good brothers, man. I met these brothers, man, and 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 you know, like I said, man, when you well, you know, dealing with me, man, I, I'm just the kind of person where my friends become family, you know. And I met these brothers, you know, I I met B A through uh through my brother, you know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, he he he's an asset, you know what I mean? Uh, to the community, to school, to the family, to everything. And uh, me and his brother Blake got a little bit of history together, you know what I'm saying? That's my bad too, you know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, it's nice to see us be able to uh, be home. Home, man and, and and do some positive things man and get back to a normal life man but uh with no further ado man i definitely want to uh let let ba man go ahead and introduce himself let him tell the story all right man my name is brandon avery better known as ba through the hood everybody know me as ba um i'm from the uh the west side raised me southwest made me for the show so uh <laughs> gotta keep it that way um, I'm, we moved around a lot as a kid. Uh, my mom was a single mother. She had four kids. I'm the oldest of the four. You know what I'm saying? She does. She as far as being men, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, with that, that like, shout out to my mom's on top, man. She harder than a lot of you niggas, but I don't, you know, I don't really mean to say definitely that, but, shout out to you. Shout too, out to mom. moms, baby. I love you. You know, <laughs> she's the reason why we here today. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, no uh, doubt about I'm it, top, man. Bro, so, you know, you know, raised village of kids you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying not only their own kids but you know other kids in the communities cousins aunts uncles you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying kids like you know I, I i can't imagine what it's like um you know to be a woman because you know as men we don't really understand everything mm-hmm. that women really go through you know right. what i'm saying we it's, it's easy for us you yeah. know what i'm saying but you know they go through cycles they go through you know pregnancies <laughs> and all these Every you know, emotion. different things, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, emotions and all mm-hmm. that type of stuff. So, you know, big salute out to all the women, man. We we love you. We respect you. We appreciate yeah. you. And, uh, you know, we, we, we definitely standing with you, beside you, in front of you, behind you, all that good mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Let me yeah. shout out the wife, too. Got to throw that one in there. She holds down the fort. Yeah. Hold me down. Good support system. So, shout out to you, baby. I love you. Blake, you want to tell me a little bit about yourself? You on deck, baby. You with us, huh? <laughs> What's up, good people, man? My name is Blake So Hood. You know my real name, Blake. But everybody know me as Blake So Hood. Like bro said, man, we came from the west side, but southwest made us, man. Uh, what side? What side of the west side? I mean, like what part of the uh, west side uh, you guys come up at? And we was over by Wayne State. You know what yeah. I mean? We grew up over on Trumbull and Selden a little bit. Yeah. And we moved to like Joy Road for a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. We moved West to uh, Warren. West Warren. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then it was back to Southwest. You feel me? I yeah. mean, I don't know, man. I got kicked out the house at 15, so my people in Southwest, <laughs> that was my friends, man. They, they mothers just took me in and, you know what I'm saying, treated me like a son. 
showed me the way he could put clothes on my back. You feel me? So shout out to the Ballesteros and the Gonzalezes. Man, that's for looking dope. Out for me. Yeah, that's you know dope, I mean? man. That's um, love, man. That's what community is about, bro. Yeah, definitely. You it's know, a lot of love. It's a lot of love through that motherfucker, for real, for real. Yes. That's and I love man. it with the diversity. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Exactly. Like we don't see sure. color, we see community, man. That's we it. see people, we see growth, we see love, we see compassion. I saw the Southwest a big bag of trail mix, maybe yeah. they all mixed in. <laughs> and there's definitely a yeah. few nuts yeah. in them. Yeah, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, For real. Coming up as a kid, man, you know it was hard times. You know what I'm saying? Trying to figure that stuff out on my own. Ain't really had no father figure. This is this is my role model as a father figure. For real, for real. Good looking, Cause bro. he just taught us right and wrong. You know what I'm saying? My mom's went to work and did her thing. Four kids. So Big Bro was left to do a lot. You feel me? Yeah. Then when he got away and tried to do his own thing, I was the next up. You feel me? So, I mean, just trying to keep the family together and make sure every, everybody's straight. And that's why I learned another thing about being in Southwest, man. Family is everything. Mm-hmm. No matter if I do wrong, you're still going to pick me up. You feel me? Yeah. still going to make sure I'm straight. And that's what I was asking your brother during our interview, you know, like, like, what was the difference in, you know, living from on the West side, living in Southwest? Like, what was the, uh, you know, like the, the, the community standards, you know what I'm saying? That changed, you know, what, how easy was the transition for you guys to be able to come move to Southwest, you know, learn, you know, learn and live amongst, you know, a whole new culture, yeah. different food, different languages, all that kind of stuff. It was just love there, man. You go, you go in, you go on the West side, the East side and hang with young cats they, they want to compete with you they want to you know what i'm saying take something from you with mm-hmm. the people in southwest they always wanted to see them they wanted to go to the next level but they want to see you go to the next level too so mm-hmm. they support you and you know what i'm saying pick you up along the way what yeah. was it like being the man of the house bro? oh man <laughs> it was rough man but you know what man i had to figure out you know for me you know Just trying to juggle out, you know, not even having somebody to identify myself with as a man, you know what I'm saying, as a black man coming up, not having that real role model. So for me, it was just like, all right, I got to lead the pack and I got to try to do it the right way on top of making my errors and my and, and my way at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I felt like a lot of that, I had to take the burden for them, you know, for my brothers and sisters so they wouldn't have to deal with it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But uh, the transition from the, from the west side to the southwest was was pretty cool. You know, west side was cool. We had a lot of love in the neighborhood we was at. We fought a lot, you know what I'm saying? But that's that's anywhere growing up and, and being a man and becoming a young man, you know, them ultra egos and that, that uh that alpha male syndrome, not everybody got it, but when you're an alpha, you don't even know it, you know what I'm sometimes so I'm saying mm-hmm. and then with Southwest it was like, Okay, we came to Southwest in middle school. So sixth grade, I feel like from sixth to eighth grade, you know, them years you, you kind of forming and molding who you're going to be as a person, you know what I'm saying? So for me to be thrown in a diverse community, it was like, damn, but it was cool, you know what I'm saying? Because it wasn't, you know, you had haters, you had people you got along with, but I got a lot of love just because of who I am, you know, bro. I just tried to be authentic, be who I was, you know, I never really liked fake stuff, you know what I'm saying? I speak my mind, you know what I'm saying? I, don't, I ain't no pushover, I'm not going to let you get over on me, you know what I'm saying? And that's another thing. Great thing I love about being from the hood, West Side and and Southwest, because, you know, it teaches you, you get that good, well, it makes you well-rounded, being mm-hmm. around them different type of people, you know what I'm saying? So with that, um, i always just been a learner, been a thinker, man, you know what I'm saying? I always mm-hmm. wanted to do more, you know what I'm saying? And as far as, like bro said, as far as the role models, you know what I'm saying? A lot of that came from, 
you know, watching my mom go through the struggle, but I kind of like took a little bit from different, you know, OGs in the hood, you know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. what they did good, even watch the bad shit, you know, but kind of, kind of moment. But a lot of that took, came from music, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I had a real broad, broad uh, upbringing of music from mm -hmm. R&B to rap, you know what I'm saying? To freestyle. You know, my mama from Southwest, so you're going to hear some freestyle. <laughs> yeah, no doubt numbers, about it. You know freestyle is definitely a part uh, of Southwest. You know what I'm saying? So uh, just all that, man. It was it was good upbringing, man. I've always been a thinker and just always been somebody who wanted to. You know, yesterday uh, when we were having our interview, mm -hmm. we talked about, um, you know, how the firstborn was kind of like the mistake child. Not to say that we were actually a mistake, mm -hmm. but like the first child is the child where your parents make all the mistakes, mm -hmm. you know what yeah, I'm definitely, saying? Definitely. And, you know, I talked about, you know, with my mother, you know, she still has so much resentments against my, my father. Mm -hmm. And I look just like my father, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And, um, you know, so I did, I dealt with a lot, you know what I'm saying? Of emotional turmoil, mental turmoil that my mm -hmm. mother had towards my father and, and took out on me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, most of our parents, they had kids when they were younger. So, you know, all they know how to do is parent according to how they were parented. Right, and like definitely. my mom, she had what, seven brothers and a sister. So there was like yeah. nine kids. So like nobody got like undivided attention. Nobody mm -hmm. got like unconditional love. Right. You know what I'm saying? Somebody might have got skipped over today and mm -hmm. tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. But, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, the first kids, it's like we we got it the hardest. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like we, we bear burdens that we ain't even aware of. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like. It's because I went through a lot of things with my mother that my brothers didn't have to go through. Right, you know right. what I'm You know what I'm saying? I've always been okay with, with being crucified or sat, making sacrifices for my family. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? But, you know, being an older brother, too, I could relate just because it comes with a lot of responsibility, yeah, bro. Definitely, definitely. Like, we ain't got time to enjoy what we want to enjoy. Yeah. Everything is about, you know, you, you, you grow up to be a man quick. Yeah, real you know quick. what I'm saying? Real quick, bro. Like, for us, man, my mom didn't let us sit down and do, like, mm -hmm. we play sports, start off baseball and a little stuff like that, but... As far as sitting around being lazy and just doing nothing in the hood, we ain't had that opportunity. So, you know, it was go shovel snow, go rake grass, go go cut grass, go to the grocery store, carry groceries. Mm -hmm. So she was building that work ethic in us, in us as young men. You know what I'm saying? She's like, I'm not going to let you be lazy. And another thing I thank my mom for, too, she always told me, I'm not going to sugarcoat shit for you. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to keep it real with you. And that was probably the best thing she ever did for me because all them little fairy tale stories and fake Santa Clauses and all that other stuff, mm -hmm. you know, yep. all them lies. No, that was out the window. We know mom getting all the credit for Christmas and everything else. You all know that. Yeah, she, no she, doubt. She put it out there. You know, I, nice I always record. tell people all the time, I'd rather hear the hard truth than a soft lie. All day. You know, all day. I can take it. Better. I can't I can't grow past it if I don't yeah. know the truth. You yeah, know what definitely. I mean? Like, give it to me. How to me. How to own experience being thrown in the fire you know what i'm saying i kind of work better under pressure that's how I, you know. <laughs> bro i work the best <laughs> you know, when man, i'm under so pressure you know I make it look easy i don't do it on purpose but it just some people got that ability you know what i'm saying but mm -hmm. i might not talk about the struggle but i'm you know we dealing with it the same way we just everybody process different you know what i'm saying so yeah that's that's that so what was some of the first Mexican food you guys uh, tried when you guys, or it might've been Puerto Rican food. Like uh, there's so many, you got Dominicans, Cubans, everything. Like what was some of the know, first Latino food that you tried the, when you guys came to Southwest? In, in the black family, like, okay, the tacos are way different than, than the tacos in Southwest. You know what I'm saying? You eating the, the, uh, the, 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 the
authentic made in front of you corn soft shell tortillas man yeah. you know one of my favorites is the bro so I was eating it all you know what I'm saying from the from the tostadas man to the flautas <laughs> you know what I'm saying That's to the and I, Puerto Rican rice baby you can't go wrong with it no, I don't care I what dish Puerto it is Rica. baby you can put Puerto Arroz Rican rice gandule. all day you know what I'm saying baby Eso está rico. I, I need the beans you know what I'm saying I don't need oh, the pork man. in it though baby you know yeah but, yeah yeah. Know, yeah I love the food so that was just like and then one thing I love about Southwest they gonna make sure you eat I don't care who you rolling sure. with it you gonna eat you know what I'm saying no matter who house you at mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying I, it's even to the point where when I stop eating pork I have parent, friends parents about to make me a whole nother dish Cause they want to make sure I eat. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah. damn, that's love. You Tell us a little bit about how you reached, uh, you know, that point in your life where you said that you didn't, you know, you you, you were done with pork. You had mentioned about meeting a, a five percenters. You know, okay. some brothers so, uh, that had enlightened you, educated you. Okay, so you know, we were raised Baptist. Then my mom and them decided to be Mormon for a while, and then we got a little older, got away from church and stuff like that. And in high school, I met my homeboy Marcus Brown. Shout out to you, homie, and your pops, good bar. You know what I'm saying? We used to kick it with the homie, and uh, we'd go to his dad's house, and his dad was a 5%er. You know what I'm saying? So you felt the energy different anyway. But the thing I learned from the 5%ers, it was just teaching us about self and about your power as a black man. You know what I'm saying? And that you was a god, and that you run this earth, and that you 5% of the population that's conscious. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody is conscious. You know what I'm saying? So to learn that in high school, going to a Catholic high school and learning that about myself, it gave me a, a sense, more sense of purpose. You know, I always knew who I was mm -hmm. and what I stood for, but you know, you, them, them growing, them growing ages, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that was something good to identify with, you know what I'm saying? That helped me to this day. You know what I'm saying? Man, so, absolutely. So like, like knowing your history, you yeah. know, knowing the history of your people, how they've migrated, everything yeah. that they've been through, the good, yeah. the bad, and the ugly. Like when I had went to prison, a lot of them older brothers in there, mm -hmm. they wanted to educate me about the Mexicas, the Toltecs, the Olmecs, the, you yeah. know, teaching me. And I'm like, listen, bro, I was in a different mind state. I'm like, you know, in the streets, like, listen, bro, I fly a flag already, bro. Mm -hmm. Knowing the history <laughs> ain't going to get me paid, so I ain't right. trying to hear none of that. You know what I'm saying? It just wasn't important to me. Yeah. So eventually they used to have study groups in the day rooms. And eventually I started coming. I just, I had a problem with people forcing things on me. Because when I grew up, bro, yeah. I, you know, I lived, you know, around different family, different religions. And mm -hmm. I always felt like nobody took time to understand who I was, what I believed in. Everybody right. was just trying to indoctrinate me with what they what believed. They believe, yeah. So when I went to prison and they were trying to teach me this, I automatically put up my barriers and was mm -hmm. like, no. But I came around on my own, and when I got educated and learning about the Mexicas, the Olmecs, the Toltec, like, it gave me a sense of empowerment. I was educated, pride, you know, I was educated, like, I knew who I, you know, was, yeah. like, I could identify yeah. with something. You know, a lot of people say, yeah, I'm Mexican, but they can't really break identify, down, yeah. you know, what it is to be Mexican, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely, definitely. So being a, a young black man in, in this world we live in, black or brown, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, we're going to get it harder anyway. And then I was the dark-skinned kid. So, you know, I was the butt of all the jokes. So that's what I had to get cold with the jokes. You know what I mean? Oh, so all man. my homies know me as the comeback king because before you get done, I'm on your ass. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, it was cool. It was a learning experience. You know what I'm saying? So I'm thankful for that, too. You know what I'm saying? Baby, bro, I was telling BA, I was like, man, we grew up blazing. I was like, mom, yeah. mom would blaze us. Yeah, we would blaze day. her, me, my brothers. Like, like we grew up with thick skin, man. Mm, it was a couple people they couldn't hang, man. Yeah. We talk about your shoes, everything. <laughs> For real. Talk about your mom, your All sister. That, Don't let something Don't let be it slide, bro. We talk about secrets. <laughs> For real. <laughs> you know, it's to the, it was to the point where like if people didn't know you and you and your, your man's kicking it, 
they're like, man, dog, dog going in on homie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But they don't know you. So they, you know, then they see you kicking in. They're like, man, oh, okay, okay. it was guys quit hanging out with us because of the yeah, shit. Damn, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, only a strong survive, though. So, you know. Yeah, no doubt, man. Because it does teach you how to how to how to be uh how to, how to have thick skin, man. Yeah, you know especially in this man? world, you gotta have it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying definitely. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. Yeah. So, um, you talked about you know the the people that you had to look up to. You said you looked up to you know people in the neighborhood. Yeah, you got uncles and stuff um, like that. Man, I got uncles and shit, you know. Um, but I can't honestly say they weren't really role models because you know they was in and out of jail, and I'm not faulting them. They was just young, trying to live their life and find their way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I get it. But at the same time, I was just like, all right, I kind of took what they was doing and I kind of applied it to me like, all right, this is what I am and not going to be. You know what I'm saying? When, I, when I'm when i this in their position, it's mm-hmm. going to be a whole nother situation. And I can honestly say I'm the man of my family. You know what I'm saying? My mm-hmm. brother can vouch for that because, you know, people can come to me for a phone call. Hey, bro, what's up? Hey, son, nephew. Hey, I just need to talk to somebody. Hey, what, can you help me with this? I always try to be somebody to help everybody, you know. To the most I can, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, like I said, with role models, it was kind of tough. A lot. I just looked up to who I could, you know, in passing or, you know, um, my little brother's dad, they was there for us and shit. They showed us a lot, you know what I'm saying? May he rest in peace. Um, but, uh, you know, we learned what we could. But, you know, other than that, growing up, a lot of my, my influences came from music. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I said, my mom and them listen to Wu-Tang, mm-hmm. Nas, Jay-Z, Biggie, Snoop, Dre, all the way to the Dirty South, to Master P, to and Mary oh, J. Blige, nah, R&B. Nah. Like, so you name it, free, like I said, freestyle, all that, man. It was just, and listening, to, you know, back then, them core, them core rappers was, was dropping them gems in the rap. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you had something to believe in and hold on to mm-hmm. and look up, look forward to when you got in that position. So, you know, I'm thankful for music and my mm-hmm. mom and them for the, for the music they was playing because it, it definitely influenced you. You know so you saying? talked about how you transitioned from school on the west side, then you mm-hmm. started going to Cesar Chavez. Yes, yeah, and you said it was uh, very different Way because different. you're like, you know, where you were at, you know, it's the majority. Yeah, the majority more, is black population, black. right? Yeah. And then when you come here, it's like, dang, I live yeah. amongst all. Yeah, not the Mexicans know. and the Puerto Rican kids is the majority, and you know, so it was like it was a good little transition. It, like that first year was like half of the year was cool. I think. They all threw us in this little melting pot and was mm-hmm. trying to get us to. It was mm-hmm. kids coming from everywhere at that school. Would you learn in Spanish? Or I learned a little bit. I had to learn a little Spanish because, you know, a couple of them little cats were talking shit. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And I had to, you know, learn how to finesse my way through that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, no it's the Bible right. at the end of the day. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Uh, it was cool. I know a little Spanish, you know. Me habla espanol poquito, poquito, you know, a little something, but, you know. <laughs> You know, baby. Other than that, you man, know what a flauta is. I know what a flauta is, baby. We're gonna talk about that food. You know what I'm saying? But uh, definitely, it, it was and, cool, man. And you was uh, athletic as well. Yeah, yeah. We was always athletic, man. Stuff like that. You know, I started out competing with my brother, and my cousins. We know we all played little uh, pal league baseball. I think Detroit at the time was what the name of the league was. So we've been playing baseball since we was like first, second grade. You know what I'm saying? And then we would play pickup football with the older cats in the hood, you know, so mm-hmm. I, we was always playing with the older kids, so that helped make your game a little better. So when you get to playing people your age, you kind of advance, you know what I'm saying? So, then you talked about when you came to CCA, you started playing soccer. Yeah, you played a little soccer. Yep, soccer. Yep, 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 you know, because you're going to learn. You know, we used to go at it with the Mexican kids, like, we want to play football. Some of them play football, but they want to play soccer. So we used to fight sometimes because, you know, the <laughs> soccer game running through the football game. But, you know, after, after a while, we all kind of like, 
learn to accept each other. Like, all right, they playing soccer. You know, this is one spot. We all got to get along. So one day we'll play soccer. One day we'll play football. Like, it was so crazy. We'd get to school a half hour early before school start just to play football, bro. Like, that's how much we loved it, bro. You know what I'm saying? We would get to school yeah. early. You coming in the first hour sweating and shit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? What about you, Blake? Was you involved in sports? Yeah, you... I was definitely involved in sports, man. What kind um, of sports did you play? I, I played football, basketball, ran track, baseball. <laughs> and uh, mostly, man, my sports came from Holy Redeemer, if y'all believe it or not, man. Okay. Yeah. Shit, bro was going there already. So then, when I, you know what I'm saying? Moms was like, you got to stop getting in trouble. <laughs> so you got to play some sports. What was it like going to school and like Holy Redeemer, bro? It, bro? it was fun because it was like you you already athletic. You got the little girls and shit jockeying, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, 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 it was competition because you had so many people that was trying to be great at football and sports and shit. Okay. And shit, bro, and Martez and them, they was the they was the, the top tier. So <laughs> I was up under them. So I was trying to be the best like them. You feel me? So, it's number so, 99, eighth grade, man. I was asking your brother, like, um, with Catholicism, because I'm assuming going to Holy Redeemer, that religion has yeah, some part to to, uh, in, in, you know, in going to school there. So yeah, you had to go to, what was that? Communion? Uh, no, mass. 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 Yeah, you had to go to Mass. Oh, you had to go yeah, to Mass, okay. Yeah. So what was it like? Because you guys weren't raised as Catholic, right, right, you know right. what I'm saying? So how was that transition? And, and it, like, was, it was different from going, you know what I mean, from, from, you know what I'm saying, going from baptism to Mormon to learning the Catholic religion because, you know what I'm saying, everybody pray to this rosary, everybody get on their knees and pray at the pew, you mm-hmm. feel me? So that was kind of different. And what just, about the cracker and the wine and all that? I didn't take it, bro. Like I, I wasn't, I was a Catholic, so I felt like, you know, okay. I ain't like yeah. I guys, I accepted because I was just, but I learned it, I respected it. You know what I'm saying? I was like I said, I'm always been wanting to learn. I'd rather learn about your religion versus putting my my guard up first. Mm-hmm. Let me hear what you got to say, and then let me take what I take from there. You know what I'm saying? Man, but, when I was a kid, I couldn't wait for them to come and <laughs> give me some little, little drink or something, a little cracker. They sure came around with that tray a couple yeah, times. You know, yeah, make sure yeah. you drop your little offering. Let <laughs> no, me yeah. get my little juice sure, cracker. Yeah. <laughs> Can you give us a little bit, because I, I don't know exactly, like, you know, about, like, the Mormons and, and, and like, um, the Baptists. Like, just, okay, just a so, quick little. So, Baptist is pretty much like your church of di- Christianity. It was like a, Baptist was, like, pretty much your traditional black church. Like when you was raised, you know, you kind of, you know, uh, when we was little, we had Baptist church. So we went to church here and there and shit like, stuff like that. Then, like, as we got a little older, probably around like 11, 12, my auntie was converted to Mormon. And, you know, then, like, my mom started going to Mormon church. Then we started going to Mormon church. That was real different, man, because, you know, they whole way of thinking and how they move and, and preach their sermons was different. Then they had a whole nother book on top of the Bible called the book of mormon so you had to learn from that i'm like man like this was crazy like it was kind of cool but as you're getting older you finding out who you was and i learned like i wasn't really identifying with that you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and what i learned as i got older is us as some people not all of us but i know you know my ancestors were spiritual beings they weren't really religious you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying so yeah. that's where i was like you know like you said with the history that's what i learned and that's something that really touched yeah. my soul you know what i'm saying so like with that whole transition into catholic school it was different, man. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't really, I didn't try to resist it because I'm like, all right, this is where I go to school at. And I made the choice to go to school there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, you was a star athlete. Yeah, man. you know, and they pay, they helping pay for the tuition. You know what I'm saying? My mom ain't had to pay all that money that other kids was paying. So I'm like, man, I'm going to make the best of this opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the coaches show love. They made sure we had little summer jobs. 
you know, especially if you were sweet, you know what I'm saying? They made sure you was good, stayed out of trouble, you know what I'm saying? From the cleats to the visors, gloves, everything you needed. They kept me with a job, even put a little money in my pocket here and there, you know what I'm saying? And, mm. and just kept us out of trouble, tried to make sure we stayed on that right path, you know what I'm saying? So. And was that motivating? Like, did definitely, it work? Definitely, definitely, you know definitely work, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know... Um, and then with you, like, you have to be an example for for your brother. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm definitely, saying? Definitely. And, like, and uh, you like, know, so it's just a lot of responsibility, bro. Like, yeah, it was. It was. And, um, you know, I came in. It was, it was a small high school, so, you know, I, it didn't take long for me to become popular. Then you playing sports, so you're going to get the attention and shit. You know what I'm saying? And I, I came in freshman year with the girlies on me. You know what I'm saying? So... I'm you know, so it, it was cool, man, you know, and then dating different women in different cultures, you learn different things, you know what I'm saying? And they learning about you. So, you know what I'm saying? I always been open minded, you know? Yeah. You know, back so in- what was it like, like, you know, when you have friends and stuff like that, be, mm-hmm. um, you know, going to their houses and, yeah. and, you know, eating and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Man, it was cool. You know, you what I learned when I came to Southwest is we all really do was the same. You know what I'm saying? We just came from different backgrounds and different ethnicities. Ethnicities. Uh-huh. So with that, you know what I'm saying? You'll go to your Mexican homeboy house and you might have to go to church on Sunday if you spent the night Saturday. Oh, hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's just out of respect for their family. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't a problem, you know, or vice versa. You know, they 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 want to make sure you was good, they asking about your family and making sure everybody good and you know, it was like, it was just that welcoming feeling to Southwest. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That family bond. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, they believe in hospitality. Hospitality sure, to the T, bro. So it was like, yeah. damn, that's great. And you know what I'm saying? for sure. They're going to make sure you eat, man. You're going to eat regardless, baby. You ain't, yeah. you know? So that's that's love, man. Uh, it was a great experience, I think. And it helped me as as a young man transitioning to adulthood because now I'm able to talk to anybody from any culture, any language, any, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I don't care what your skin color is. You know what I'm saying? You, yeah. I'm, I'm not even here to judge you, but I'm basing everything off the conversation we have it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That character, that that realness. You know what I'm saying? You get a feel for that. You know what I'm saying? So, so did you and your brothers always get along? You had what? Three oh, brothers? Three? <laughs> so out of all it's my mom's got four kids. I'm the oldest of the four. My dad got six. Okay. You know, uh he's got me and my brother and then four other kids, but I wasn't really raised with them and we wasn't never really close. You know what I'm saying? We met them more like when we got a little older. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But in my house I was me, my brother, my little brother Darnell. And my little sister, you know what I'm okay. saying? And me and these two, me and my brothers used to fight all day. So you guys day. had a sister too? Yeah, I got a little sister. Oh, yep, yep, man. Yep, yep, yeah, so, and you know, um, yeah, we used had, to fight like crazy. Her and my mom hid the fact that she was a boy, t- boy had a boyfriend since she was like 16 because wow. I didn't play that, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, hell no, it ain't going down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that was that, bro. But you know, at the end of the day, you know, she came grew up to be who she is and she's still a great person mm-hmm. turned out good you know we all turned out to be great you know through trial and tribulation but mm-hmm. we all still here to talk about it and give our story so um just being that big brother and being that big cousin you know i had to have that that mindset of hey it's not just me were you close to your cousins and stuff yeah definitely we yeah. was all like this okay. yeah. we all went to school yeah. together we grew up together we was in the same house sometimes growing up mm-hmm. so that that bondage too that was dope you know i love that you know yeah. that was all my first best first yeah. best friend i know i, I was all, i grew you know? up really close to all my cousins yeah man. yeah i got seven uncles and all my uncles got at least three to five kids yeah me. so you already know so, uh, like we had a whole tribe you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying everywhere every corner i've been i'm at somebody's house yeah, you know what i mean definitely man yeah family is everything man you know it's cool how we started uh 
you know, I, 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 when we got together this past summer and, um, you know, we were playing softball, I just, uh, it, it took me to a better time and place in my life when I was younger because, like, the Romero family, like, every Sunday, bro, like, you yeah. talk about these Another traditions. Yeah. Listen, you have to. There's yeah. 700 <laughs> of them, you hear me? Yeah. But, um, you know, it just, when I was younger, we always used to go to Patton Park every Sunday, yeah. and that's where we would spend the whole day, all the family and all the friends, you know, barbecuing, the ladies, the I mean, the kids, everybody. Like, it, I just, I remember that was something that really kept us connected, you know. And um, and when I was in the joint, yeah. I loved playing softball. Like, it's just okay. been a part of my life, you right. know. So when I came home, I'm like, bro, man, like, you know, let's let's get together. Let's put some people together, man, and let's 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 reconnect. You know what I'm right. saying? Our family, our friends, because when I came home, bro, it just seemed like everybody was so disconnected. It was like every man for himself. Like yeah. everybody was in their own world. Everybody was too busy for each other. And like they say, you see Facebook and you see all these memes, people talking about, uh, you know, I live around a block where you never visit me until yeah. I'm dead. Now you want to come right. to my funeral. Yeah. And it's true though, you know yeah. what I'm saying? One of the things I, I always tell my Myself, I never want to live with regret, man. Definitely. So every time I see family, friends, everybody, I, you know, I show them love. I tell them I love them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and I try to engage in any type of activity, activities, family engagement, anything. You know what I'm saying? To yeah. stay connected, man. Because you know, at the end of the day, man, God's God's first, um, you know, God's first commandment was, was to be fruitful and to multiply. Definitely. You know what Definitely. I mean? And, uh, you know, family's always been important to me, man. Everything that I've ever did, whether it was right or wrong, I always did it for my family. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Mm -hmm. Off the top, man. Yeah. So, uh, did you guys ever have to box it out or anything, huh? Uh, with my brother? Yeah. You know, that's how we learned how to fight, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we had them days, man. It got to the point where shit, it was two on one, me against these two. Mm -hmm. And I still got him, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. at, at the end of the day, you know, my mom used to tell us, you know, you got to stop fighting your brothers because y'all going to need each other one day. So, you know, we kind of grew over, got out of that stage. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even if we fought, bro, we still was together. We still rocking back together mm -hmm. 10 minutes later because it's your brother. You know what I'm saying? It's so, funny how you used to tell me, like, your mom used to just be like, man, you got to go out there. You got to scrap. You know oh, yeah. Mom ain't played that. fight. And I'm like, damn, my mom used to tell me the same shit, but yeah. she never taught me how to fight. So uh, I was man. going out there and getting my ass kicked. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And yeah. on top of that, I'm sitting there fighting, and ain't nobody cheering for oh, me. Man. I said, "Oh yeah, lord, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know." Yeah, moms ain't play that. She said, "You get in a fight, you better win, cause I'm gonna beat your ass when you get home. So yeah. you better make moms it worth play it." That shit. You know, so shout out to moms again, man. You know, just them, them hardcore valuable lessons. Man. And and that's you know another thing, man, is that you know people don't understand about women and, and special single, especially single mothers, is mm -hmm. that you know they have to play the father role you know right. what i'm saying so they trying to teach you from a woman's perspective the sensitivity mm -hmm. the nurturing and all that right. but on top of that they got to show you how to use your nuts too yeah, you know what i'm saying how to definitely. be a man of your word how to yeah. how to stand firm you know mm -hmm. what i mean and, yeah, right. and uh you know that's that's really important you know mm -hmm. and uh like I, I had said before um I, I i had a conversation with some brothers from the nation of islam and they was like it ain't no way that a woman could raise a boy to be a man and i was like well the difference is my mother didn't raise me to be a good man she raised me to be a good person right you know there what you i'm go. saying that's so good. that's what makes a big difference yeah 
Uh, before we get going, I want to uh, definitely send a big shout out to my baby brother at LA Landscaping LLC. The season's coming up, man. So, you know, look him up, check him out, and uh, he'll definitely take care of you, man. He's a professional and he takes pride in his work. Also, big shout out to my boy Jose Rivera, Detroit, uh, uh, Detroit Forever, over there at 5721 uh, Michigan and 51st. You know, go get your Detroit Forever gear. Big shout out to Hurricane Radio. Big shout out to Lit Music Entertainment. My dog Jose Del Valle, Detroit D DJ Dan, DJ Pup everybody's in the house we're doing our thing we're moving forward and uh you know we back at it with my man ba man brandon avery man this good brother him and his brother blake so um so uh before we left we talked about you know where you grew up how you grew up mm -hmm. you know by a single mother you know what i'm saying you being the oldest yeah. we have so much in common that we can relate through, through, right. to through our interview and conversation just yeah, because definitely. you know it, it put us in a leadership role you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying yeah, and, uh, you know, it taught us so many life skills and survival skills and yes. things like that. So, so, um, so we've talked about your childhood. We talked about your adolescence. Right. Now let's get to the grown man stuff. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, so how old were you when you had your first kid? Um, I was 25 when I had my first son, but uh, a couple years before that, back in 08, um, we had a miscarriage, you know what I mean? So, uh, Shout out to my wife. You know what I'm saying? Uh, one thing I can say from that experience, just to shed some light on it, you know, a lot of people don't understand uh, with miscarriages, a lot, 50 percent of women lose their first child. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's just how it goes. You know what I'm saying? So that was a little rough time. We was both young at a different space in life. So that was a little rough. But, you know, um, you know, so just think about that, men. And, you know, family members, too, you know, if somebody has a miscarriage, be there for them and give them that support just to build. You know, they need that confidence to be built back up and just somebody just to show to lean on and somebody to talk to. You know what yeah, I mean? Because, so a, you know, sometimes relationships end over something over miscarriages like that, or something you know, over like that. a yeah. miscarriage. And, yeah. you know, it's something that's out of their control. That's why right. they always talk about in the early stages that the women need to be relaxing yeah, city yeah. because, you know, it's so, you know, delicate at that yeah. point in time. And like you said, so many women go through it. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of times men are so insensitive yeah. and just unconscious to the process that women had to go through with that right. like they don't understand you know even the same thing you know with with abortion you know yeah. what i'm saying like um you know no matter what it is you know we ain't never here to judge nobody mm -hmm. but at the end of the day it's real you know so for a woman to have to live with that right. you know what i'm saying or be yeah. forced by a man mm -hmm. to have to do that you right. know what i'm saying like like you know that that creates a lot of trauma yeah you know what i mean and 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 and, and the value of people right. you know and how they see themselves yeah, you know it makes definitely. a hell of an impact but you know i'm glad that you guys were able to stick together and, oh, yeah, and, and make, it make it through that, make it through that so. where did you guys meet you and your um lady? i met my old lady in middle school you know I, I knew her you know what i'm saying just you know in passing and stuff like that but then we started talking as i got a little older got cool and then we started really kicking it so you know uh we started rocking and living together and that type of stuff you know what i'm saying uh so we had our first child when and I your was, lady, she's Latina, right? Yeah, she's Cuban and Mexican. Cuban you know and Mexican. Yeah, okay. so, um, you know, uh, we had my first child. At, I was 25. She was 21. You know what I'm saying? So that was a crazy time in my life because, you know, I was just trying to just living. You know, you just living, trying to make the best of day-by-day -day situations. And, uh, you know, I was working and doing my thing. And uh, I had actually started coaching. You know what I'm saying? I started coaching high school football out in uh, Michigan Collegiate, MC, 13 Mile and Ryan. Shout out to them boys out there. Um you know, I started coaching football and track, you know what I'm saying? So that was that was a cool time. And as the time I'm coaching, she was pregnant, you know what I mean? So I took it real serious, you know, because coaching was something I always wanted to do. And with coaching, I remember them coaches who, who had an influence on me, 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Coach Fredo, Johnny, all them boys, you know, shout out to y'all. Um, you know, like I said, they looked out for us and gave us that foundation and that structure. And I remember what it did for me as a young man. You know, I don't know what I would be out without the game of football, basketball, any of that organized mm-hmm. sports, because it just teach you leadership and how to move and how to conduct yourself and come together as a team to, for the common goal. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, um, back and, the, and the discipline, discipline, you know definitely, what I'm saying? Definitely, definitely and, and what I like about it, it teaches you how to be strategic in life. It yeah. teaches you how to be a critical thinker. It mm-hmm. teaches you how to be skillful. And, yeah. and, you know, like to me, like I never played like organized sports, but yeah. you know, even in the streets, like it was about, you know, learning how to be able to hold your own independently, how mm-hmm. to push the ball. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause you play one-on-one with your people two yeah. on two sometimes, but you also learn how to be a team player. Right, right, you know right. what I'm saying? You learn how to be flexible you learn how to compromise you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying you know you know how to how to be able to work with your team right you know right, right. so um back to childbirth um when my son was born man it was one of the greatest feelings in the world man i don't know a lot of real fathers can relate but man when i when i seen little dude come out of there man it was just a tear fell i ain't even feel it coming you know what i'm saying it was just like damn and that's when it you know leading up to that i knew it was real but you know when you see that kid come out and you see a woman give birth you know what I'm saying? It's, it's a beautiful thing. You know what I'm saying? And and that really changed cut me. Cut the umbilical cord. Yeah, all that, man. Know. I did all that, bro. You know, my wife, you know, gave birth to two of my boys. You know what I'm saying? So I seen them both, C-section and through the canal. So that's that's crazy. Shout out to the ladies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you know, y'all are strong that's what individuals. I'm saying, you know bro. What I'm saying? Imagine up there to put your baby ah, on our hands and stuff. Ah. It ain't going to work out that for it. You hear me? It. But listen, so, <laughs> <laughs> you know, coaches showed me a lot. And then also just being the oldest. Being a big brother, you know, being an oldest son, and, and I, I was already had them, them them things I went through, you know what I'm saying? So it was already shaping me to mold me to be a father. And I always knew when it was my turn to be a father, I wasn't going to turn that down for nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's mm-hmm. one of the greatest titles I ever had Ain't is no dad. You know I love that, boy. Real, man, you know. But um, I took pride in that, you know what I'm saying? And, and I made sure I was there for my kid, whether I was broke, rich, up or down. I'm there mm-hmm. for him, you know what I'm saying? And my you know, my man, wife and her family can attest to that. Boy, man, you know what I'm dope, saying? Bro. And I always wanted to change the narrative because they said, mm-hmm. you know, they said we weren't gonna make it to twenty one. They said we weren't gonna make it to twenty five. They said we was deadbeat dads. My generation didn't change all that. Salute to all my guys, friends, family, everybody I surround myself with because I'm only around real people who do real things and take care of their situation. You know what I'm saying? When mm-hmm. lose a draw, when you're back against the wall, you do what you gotta do. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Whether it's ugly situation or not, you're going to do what you got to do to make sure them kids eat. You know what I'm saying? And, and your family taken care of. So, you know, and just remembering all the morals and values my mom instilled in me when I was a little boy and growing up, you know what I'm saying? It was all clicking. It was all, it was my time. You know what I'm saying? So that fatherhood was one of the best things that ever happened to me. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it just gave me, it just helped me steer where I needed to go in life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It wasn't just about me no more. So I got a little person depending on me. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And just to see your kid look up at you, it's like, man, bro, it's like, that's one of the greatest feelings in the world. Man, you know listen, one of the first, the first time I, I think I had ever met you, I went with my brother, my yeah. nephew. We went to the football game. Mm-hmm. And uh, I seen you and my brothers. You guys are coaching the kids. Yeah, yep. And I just, man... I, you, you, it was so admirable, man. You know, yeah. I was so humbled by it. I was so proud of it. You know right. what I'm saying? Because, you know, I, I lost the privilege of being able to raise my kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, I'm even, even, you know, at where I'm at today with them, I'm, I'm still trying to close the gap. You know yeah. what I mean? But Keep honestly, trying, I do feel inadequate as a dad just because I never really got to 
raise my kids. Mm -hmm. Like I said, when they would come visit me, you know, their interests were not of mine. They were right. of somebody else's, their ideas, mm -hmm. their favorite colors, their favorite things. They were not of mine. They did mm -hmm. something. These are things that they learned from somebody else. You right. know what I'm saying? But, you know, that's my fault. You know, but I'm still trying to right my wrongs and, and repair that. Yeah. But it just is so admirable to me. Like, I salute you. I salute my brother and everybody yeah. who's like you, who take care of their business with the kids. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And, yeah. and uh, you know, even though, like, you know, I, I, my, my, I'm not connected with my sons right now, but I'm never going to give that up because, yeah. you know, fighting. I pray that they going to come my way, you know, yeah. eventually, man. But, um. You know, God blessed me with a good job being a, mem a, a, a youth mentor. mentor. And I'm like, shit, God gave me a hundred kids to grade. Yeah, you know so what I'm saying? And, and and I'm responsible for them mm -hmm. and, and, and teaching them the right things, you know? Yeah. Because like I was telling you, you know, a part of me was like grateful that I didn't get a chance to raise my kids because I would have raised them according to who I was back then. Right. You know what I'm saying? And who I was back then, I wasn't right. Yeah. And I would have just passed on a vicious cycle back mm -hmm. down to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, I thank God for the journey in general just because it taught me so much right. you know what i'm saying i've learned so much and i'm grateful to be where i'm at today and sitting here with brothers like you guys yeah, you know definitely. taking care of your definitely. business so you said you was how so how was it you know coaching the team over there uh, uh the football man it was team. dope man you know uh i was 25 i was in the best shape of my life so was, i i'm the only coach who showed up with cleats on they looking at me crazy like what's going <laughs> on I'm like, yeah let's go i'm running the route <laughs> I'm, I'm running with them, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. when you get out, I, I remember the coaches I had, the coaches that get in there with you, you know what I'm saying? You got more respect for them because they like, oh, damn, dog getting in here with us. He's showing us the fight. He's yeah. smacking us with the little thing, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was just making you better. So I felt like I wanted to bring that same experience to, to the coaching coaching around. When I, so, you know, I started with the JV team, helped out on the varsity, you know what I'm saying? And then I got to see a lot of them, a lot of us and them kids, you know what I'm saying, when we was in high school, and it was just a blessing to see that, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying, like, damn, these little dudes is cold, and like 10 of the kids went to college my first year, we had 31 schools come through recruiting kids and shit that year, it was a dope year, you know what I'm saying, we had one kid go to the, uh, the NFL, T.O. Redding, you know, check out, check wow, out the young dog, for real? yeah, we had a lot of kids go to college, like a lot of great talent, and then I can still look back and see a lot of them kids doing great things to this day, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying, like they all grew up to be great young men, you know, some of them went their way, but for the most part, man, them dudes turned out to be all right. And I remember when I was coaching, a lot of them kids used to tell me, like, yo, Coach B, you one of the realest coaches we got. I'm like, man, listen, I got to give it to you how it was given to me, bro. You know what I'm saying? And, and sure enough, man, it's a great feeling, man. Listen, always, these kids are smart. Children man, are what? smart, bro. My my little nephew, man. Shout out to my cousin, my little, I mean, my yeah. little nephew, Damien, and Maya, and Sergio. Yeah. But this guy, he's smart as a whip, yeah. boy. I mean, he's like a little grown man. You yeah, hear me? Yeah. He's smart. He listen and pay attention. Yeah. He say something slick to you. He know how to manipulate you. He know how to all kinds of stuff. Bro, I said, you better yeah, watch yeah. it. That boy but I said, these kids are sharp as a whip, man. For real, they are, bro. They know what's real and what ain't real yeah, and you better and keep they'll real call with you they gonna call you out on it damn yeah. i remember you said this damn man, man my brother told yeah. me he went and got his hair cut and dog didn't do it right and he mm -hmm. was like man i ain't feeling this shit i said damn. your friend told you man i ain't feeling you this know, shit. He, he learned how to be assertive you yeah. know what i'm saying but it's a lot of kids they don't they don't learn how to yeah. be assertive and speak on on yeah. themselves so yeah. it's good that they learn how to be able to express yeah. themselves in an appropriate manner you know definitely definitely man that's that's one thing i did with my kids too uh, when they was little babies, I used to talk to them regular like they was adults. And, you know, my, my wife's family and they used to be like, why are you talking to him 
Like he a grown man, I said, because I don't. He shouldn't have to learn two two languages when he get older. Google Gaga and English. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's how my mom was. She was very thorough on them pronunciations and them words. So that's why I speak the way I speak. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, you because know how to articulate. You know, articulate yourself in a different way, then people ain't got no choice but to respect you. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Even if they don't like you, they got to respect how you moving. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, and it's crazy because like when I was in prison, I used to um, I used to like, you know, hang out with the brothers in the circles and yeah. stuff like that. And especially the younger crowd. And I, you know, you could see potential. You could see growth in people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I used to pick a guy out and take a walk with him. Yeah, and I'm right. talking about this guy is intelligent. He's educated. Mm-hmm. You know, he knows how to articulate himself. But a lot of times they dumb themselves down just to be accepted socially. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah. like you know, they were raised with manners and all that. Mm-hmm. But when they with the homies, they want to dumb themselves down. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I'm like, man, nah. you know, why would you do that to yourself? bro? you got to do that to yourself, you need to find some new friends. friends you know definitely. what I'm saying? Because who you are is okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And who you are and the way and your living the standards and moral system is probably better than the people who you're around right definitely, definitely. you know yeah you're right, you're right about that one bro yeah so you 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 uh you know you're in a um in a mixed relationship because yeah. your wife is a latina mm-hmm. so like with your kids like do they get the balance do they get to know what it's like to yeah. be african-american to be cuban to be mexican yeah I'm, I'm big on that like i want them to you know understand all that stuff about being african-american being cuban and being mexican i'm i teach my kids about all three and other races and stuff like that but mainly ours first you know what i'm saying because they need to have something to identify with because i remember having kids friends who was mixed and sometimes they didn't feel accepted you know what i'm saying they or they mm-hmm. didn't get accepted by the black side how they did by the white side or vice versa so mm-hmm. um being in an interracial relationship um you know it wasn't really a problem for me because i guess i came up in southwest detroit you know what i'm saying so it was it was kind of the norm you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it wasn't nothing. You know, I dated all kind of women, black, white, Puerto Rican, Mexican, Cuban, Dominican, everything. So it was mm-hmm. like, at the end of the day, it's all about this right here. You know, your heart, who yeah. you are as a person. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm judging you off of and who you are when I'm, you know, face value and stuff like that. So, But um, we understand everybody don't think like everybody. Everybody don't. ain't as accepted, yeah, yeah. ain't as They're friendly. Not. So that's why I just asked because, you know, when I came home, like there was so much mixed interracial relationships, mm-hmm. kids. And oh, yeah. I thought it was beautiful because I was like, damn, that eliminates racism. You know what I'm yeah, saying? To me, I'm like, you know, because you have to be proud of everything that you are, yeah. you know, what you made of. And then, you know, uh, and, and, and they always say people who speak multiple language are, you know, have higher IQ, oh, yeah, that intelligence, you know, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I think that, you know, all around, it's just an asset, you know, to yeah. a community, to a household, to school, to all that kind of yeah, stuff, definitely. man. Yeah, that, that's definitely one of the ways to look at it, man. Okay, you know. so who got you into coaching? Was this something that you wanted um, to do? I you always, did go to college, right? I did go to. I went to Henry Ford for like a year and a half. Sports medicine, it was cool, but just having that entrepreneurial mindset, you know, man, you, you kind of it's kind of like you fighting yourself. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, this shit cool, and I get where it could take me, but this ain't where I want to be. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it was, it was cool, and I get it. School is for some people, trades is for other people, entrepreneur for you. So you kind of got to like find your way. But I, one thing I will say to the youth coming up and about to be in these positions, give yourself more than one option. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes you build yourself up for this one thing your whole life and you get there and it ain't what you thought it was. Now you're looking like, damn, I just spent my whole life in school and this and that. So I always ask, this is what I ask my kids, what you want to be when you grow up? They tell me one thing. I say, okay, what else? What mm-hmm. else? What else? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Don't put yourself in a box. Put yourself, open that box up and just keep your mind open to different things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's what helped me out having a broad you know, a multicultural group of friends. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I got to see different things and look at things from different perspectives. 
So I think it's good to be open-minded. You know what I'm saying? And, and what I respect about it is you give them the liberty to choose what they want to be. Right, yeah. Because a lot of times parents raise their kids to be what they want them to be. Yeah, or, or who they, they wasn't. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. They want them to fulfill their purposes yeah. or opportunities that they missed out in life. You right. know what I mean? And I know like grown adults, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That are like, you know what, man? I just couldn't stand it. Even though I went to college and I was successful and it was the money, it's not what I wanted. It's not mm -hmm. what I wanted to do. But my parents always pushed me to go be a doctor or a lawyer. Right. Or this or that, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you know, you just have to give your kids freedom, I think, you know what I'm saying, and give them that option. But as they're growing up, challenge them, put them in different situations and different. But that teaches groups. them independence, though, yeah. how to be an independent, yeah. independent thinker, yeah. how to make decisions, you Definitely. know. Definitely. Even Definitely. even yeah. as a youth, yeah. because yeah. people, so many parents believe that because I'm the parent, I just tell you what to do and you do yeah. what I tell you. Yeah. You know what wow. I'm saying? If you want the best for your kids, you got to share the wealth, share the power with mm -hmm. them. Give you them know options. what I'm saying? Give them, give them the knowledge, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, give them an opportunity to think for themselves. Yeah. And like you said, what you were telling me when you used to uh, get disciplinary action or if you used to impose disciplinary mm -hmm. action, you would later explain to them. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Gotta, like like parents, you know, me growing up, it was yeah, do it what was I just, tell you. Don't do don't you know, do what I do, do what I, I tell, tell you, you to yeah. do. You know what I'm saying? Do what I say and here it's you. like, yeah. you know, you explain, listen, this is why I've told you this, this is why I'm talking to yeah. you about that. And they can respect that. They can accept that. And they're gonna learn how to communicate right. in their in the future, you know, with people and express their feelings and their thoughts and mm -hmm. emotions and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely, man. That that help out a lot, man. Just and just you know, sometimes you got to sit back and let your kids be kids. You know, sometimes we put so much pressure on kids. It's like, I remember that pressure being the oldest. So I try not to do that to my son. You know what I'm saying? I try to give him the options. You know, but I tell you, you got to tell me the truth when we're talking. You know, but be truthful mm -hmm. and be pure. You know, I allow him the time to express himself. You know what I'm saying? And you just got to be open-minded, man. You know, and this is a whole different generation we, we're dealing with. You know, these kids are so smart. They watching everything you do, even when you think they ain't watching. You feel me? So... You know, just just make sure you're trying to do your best and lead by example, man. You know what I'm saying? And, and what I notice about these younger generations is they value education, bro. You oh, yeah, they're they all into saying? it. Like, when I grew up, bro, like, we ain't had time for school. Right. I dropped out in ninth grade because I got to help moms take mm -hmm. care of business. Plus, I'm off into the streets. So, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm 15 years old, and I'm, I'm taking on a whole lifestyle, you right. know what I'm saying, yeah. of being a grown-ass man, yeah, you know? So... So, you know, I love to see, you know, where these future generations are today, where they value education, yeah. you know, they, and, they and, want to learn. Yeah, their standards are different. Yeah, their expectations that, are different. Even one of the youth I was speaking to, he was like, listen, man, he was like, I'm trying to learn how to get paid just using my mind. There you go. You know what I'm and saying? Wrong with that. And I was like, damn, that's beautiful <laughs> how humanity has evolved. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like the new standard is, you know. Yeah, use your mind. Get all that physical labor. I mean, you do what you got to do, but. You know, that's that's a newer way. Why put your, your body and your, and your shit through that, you know what I'm saying, when you can figure out a new way to use your mind to make millions because people are doing it every day, you know, coming up with a new way, a new business venture. Something every day. Something's being I mean, they got to be day. doing something right, bro, because yeah. these young boys, they are caked up out here. I'm oh, like, yeah, dog. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm happy for them, bro. Yeah, no doubt. Here. I salute them, man, for sure, man. But David and invested. Throw that one out there too. Though. Yeah, Save yeah. Save it and invest. It. Make them investments too. Yeah. You know what I'm Do your research so that money can compound interest. Look that up, young bloods. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. that's something to look into too. You know what I mean? And if there's ever any subjects or topics that you guys would be interested in us speaking on, you know, feel free to reach out, comment, whatever it may be. Also, if you're interested in being a guest on this podcast, you could definitely reach out as well and let us know what you want to do, what you want to hear. You know what I'm saying? I do what I do for 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 the audience, for the people, for the community, for society. Yeah. You know, I hear you, man. That's dope. And you got to, man. We the, we the ones changing this stuff, changing the cycle, changing it. 
Mm-hmm. You want to see change? Start with yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's number one. So, so, um, like, what's next for the kids now? You know, you've been instilling everything um, in, in them. Like, so for the kids, you know, football, baseball, basketball, um, you know, stuff like that. They want to do karate. You know, all that stuff. Oh yeah. Man, so. Okay. And then my dope. kids into the, like. They like the little mini bikes and the four wheelers. You know, I didn't open. Oh, up. I ain't never had none of that. So yeah, now we got a little either. mini bike, and we about to venture off and get a little four wheeler and all that. But you know, I teach them safety first. That's number one. We putting the helmet on and all that. We, we ain't about to be <laughs> knee pads. Yeah, everything, pads, man. You know, my my oldest boy. You know, he just so ready. He want to take off without the helmet. You know, but. taking yeah. them swimming All you know good. just you know what i mean like it just like it educates them yeah, you know definitely. and and you know and like you were saying like people think in their lives yeah, you know and they think that this is it yeah it's not know? bro it's way more options man there was a point in my life where i thought that I was going to die in prison. I was going to stay there for the rest of my life because it became normal to me. I learned to accept it, you know, and I had to fight for my own life and for my own freedom, you know, to get up out of there, man. Good you made it out there, bitch, man. Yeah, no doubt, man. Stow, man. (laughs) Good stow, man. Yeah, man. (laughs) For real, definitely. So um, when's this next season coming up for your kids? Uh, uh, we might do football in the spring. My my oldest son want to do tackle, so I might do a little flag in the spring and then or baseball in the spring, maybe tackle in the fall. We'll see how it go. You know, this whole corona thing and jacked everything up. So we kind of easing back into everything. But, you know, we still work out at the house. You know what I'm saying? I keep them active and stuff like that. You know, as kids, I know I just having to get outside and be active. That's that's what they need. So, you well, know. Well, definitely when it warms up, man, yeah. I, I definitely want us to get back on the field. Oh, yeah, get back out the there time. with the baseball. And, and it's so dope, man, because the kids are involved, the yeah. women are involved, yeah. you know, wives, the cousins, everybody. the sisters, everybody the wives, everybody, playing. all the fellas, and it's just so much fun, man. Yeah. And you just feel so good, so accomplished, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, be connected with your family, man. And, uh, you know, I was even thinking about putting a family uh, reunion together this year, man. That's because dope. Should, I got family spread it out everywhere, man. And I kind of want to make Detroit the headquarters for a, for a big okay. family reunion. It's a spot, man. Do it. You yeah, got it, man. You got it. Absolutely, man. So um, you brought something to sentimental value with you, right? Yeah, yep. I brought this picture of my great-grandma, man. Uh, she passed away in 96, but um, she was in my life all the way till I was 10. You know what I'm saying? And... uh great granny store some values in us too you know what i'm saying she helped us out a lot you know them uh butt whippings with them switches helped is this out your too. is this your mother's this is my mother? mother's grandmother so this is my oh, great grandma it's your great it's my great grandma okay. you know what i'm saying so you know i got an opportunity to meet her and live with her and be around her you know for that short period of time but it's, it's definitely lasted a lifetime on me yeah. you know what i mean so i brought a picture of my grandma uh you want me to put it in the camera how you want to put it yeah go ahead show it show it to the camera so the people can see and what was her name? Uh, Grandma Susie, Susie Lawson. Okay, you know she was from Montgomery, Alabama. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, so do you know any? Do you remember anything that she ever taught you? Um, you know, I, I used to do. I spent a lot of time with my great granny. I used to go to the store for her. You know, she just taught me how to be responsible. You know, she used to give it. My mom would give us tours, but she would do the tours for us and let us go outside and play. So just that love mm-hmm. and just that caring, you know, granny was, granny was dope. You know what I'm saying? She made sure we had what we had. 
what we needed, you know what I'm saying? Whatever she could do. She I remember the last thing she bought me was a bike for my tenth birthday. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. The blue huffy, the royal Damn, blue Damn, I joint. feel like we all got bikes at our yeah, tenth yeah, birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it got a huffy too. The blue huffy, that boy was royal blue. I had, even when she passed, I held on to that bike forever, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Until hard, I couldn't hold it no more, but you know. They were just the pillars, man. Yeah, the families, yeah, bro. And definitely. you know, after a lot of our our, our ancestors and our grandparents done passed away, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, a lot of people were lost, you know, yeah. scrambling for unity or just yeah. because you don't realize glue. how much of an impact. That's that glue. That's yep. what my grandparents are, that glue to the family. That, that yep. you know what I'm saying? And and my mother, so when my grandfather and my grandparents passed away, it's like they passed that torch on to my mother, you know okay. what I'm saying? But now my mother's getting older now yeah. and I feel like, you know, she's yeah. passing that torch to me, you know okay. what I mean? And uh, I'm okay with that because, you know, I love what I do, man. I love my family. I love friendship. Yeah. I love growth. I love pers pro uh, progression. I, and I love God. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and I feel blessed daily, bro. Definitely. You know yeah, what I'm saying? we here, man. Every day, above, every day above ground is a blessing. Yeah, absolutely, so man. Take advantage. Even on your bad days, take advantage of it, man. Get yourself out that rut and pick yourself up. You're going to be all right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, man. I just, you know, I look at problems like projects. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, oh, yeah. you know, because there's a lot of people, man, they live their life in distress. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Because, you know, life, life can be cruel. Life can be tough. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, my mother, she always taught me, you know, only the strong survive. So, you know, my, my interpretation of that when I was younger was about brute strength. It had to be about <laughs> yeah. dominance. It had to be about right. being macho. Right. Being, but, you know, as I grew up, I realized that only the strong survive just meant, you know, being mentally, mentally strong, strong, being yeah. uh, spiritual inclined, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying, to be able to move forward, to have an open mind and a new perspective on life and gratitude and, and just being in tune with everything and, and, okay. and being respectful to everything. Definitely. Yeah, you, gotta, you know, you respect yourself, you're going to respect everything around you, you know what I mean, so. So listen, man, we at the part of the show, man, where we're going to let you go ahead and sign the uh, the okay. wall of fame. You know uh, what I'm saying? Put yeah. your name on the wall. Matter of fact, both of y'all can put your <laughs> name on the up, wall. Bro. You know what I'm saying? You can't have one without the other. Yeah, you know it. That's what I tell them. There's no B without the A. You hear, yeah. you hear me? <laughs> Say it again yeah, you and you it, better baby. know it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, baby. So. Yeah, but man, listen, season two, man, we're looking for, I got a whole line all the way up to what? March, April already of good guests coming up, man. So I want you guys to definitely stay tuned we got good messages a lot of good information a lot of good knowledge we're going to share to you so please continue to support us you know what i'm saying i'm trying to level up in this thing for real man yeah, you know what real. i'm saying because uh you know i'm I, like i said i got a purpose in life and i'm on a mission and this is part of it but i need your guys' help and participation to help me level up in this man because uh you know we're trying to we're trying to reach everybody we can and it got me upset living in that very This has been an episode of Real Everyday People, part of the El Nino Podcast. Check out the El Nino Podcast live on Facebook every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. And for full episodes, the El Nino Podcast is available on Facebook and YouTube.